Welcome to episode 38 of the Water and Stone podcast. I'm Jenny Randolph. And I am Dieter Randolph, and this is the sound of my voice. It's been a while since you've heard the sound of either of our voices, because last week we did not broadcast a podcast. No, well, we did kind of, uh, the week before, we kind of did a quick little thing, and it wasn't really a, a full episode, and then we weren't able to do the next episode because we were completely out of power. We were and... we were Amish for a week, and it was great. My beard came in nicely. We got some good butter churned. It was really good, but uh, it was it was really quite an experience to be camping for just about a week. Yeah, and I think that, you know, even though it's kind of old news at this point, it's mm. old news, but not old, you know, the oldest news that you ever did <laughs> deal with. But, um, and, and as we gather around, that's, that's kind of why I want to talk about okay. a little bit is just our overall experience um, of that week. We were out of, out of electricity for five days. I keep, I know it sounds dorky, but I keep correcting myself. I say, we've got power. We just don't have electricity. And I know that sounds lame as one of those, but it helps me. And I've been, I've been doing that. So yeah, I'm so glad you said it the right word. Cause I tend not to, and I have to fix it for myself. We're out of electricity for five days. Maybe. Five days, yeah. And I managed to keep the stuff in the refrigerator for about three and a half of those <laughs> days because, you know, your refrigerator is just a big cooler. And so we were smart enough to have frozen a lot of water bottles and that helped. And, you know, if you just jam pack your refrigerator with stuff, it keeps cool longer. And so we did good as far as like not wasting a whole lot of food and and things like that. Well, but... if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw that I had taken a great picture of uh, the improvised uh, cooking station that you made out of a cast iron skillet and some sterno. And we'd be great like on a desert island or something. Although I'm not putting that out into the universe. This yeah, was, let's wait. This let's, was enough of a survivor that. experience. I would have voted the dog off the island almost immediately. Let's get that out of the way. But it was, it was a really, I got to tell you, in a weird kind of way... First of all, obviously, our hearts and thoughts and prayers are with people who had a rougher time than we did during the hurricanes that have happened. And I want you to know that we have uh, we donate a lot of money and time and attention and everything else we can give to helping those people. Because in our own little way, we know what it's like. And if you're listening to this, we encourage you to do the same. That said, in a funny kind of way, it was a great experience. I mean... First of all, I love camping. Camping in Florida, not, not as good because of the heat and all that. And I am very grateful that our air conditioner is working an right? absolute treat right oh now. Oh my gosh. But like, <laughs> you, No, you don't even know. It was, oh, no air in Florida in uh, this time of year. Murder. But you know Just what? Murder. Anything that happens to come along and challenge your assumptions a little bit, to throw your routine out of whack in, in a way, and to force the four of us, five of us with the dog, because we didn't vote him off the island, we just wanted to, um, to force the five of us to just be with each other, to deal with each other, to be with each other during times when the, the stress of being in the situation was a little much, and to uh, keep each other's spirits up, and all of that. It was really, I'm very grateful for this crew, I'm grateful for the people that reached out to us, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to reach out to other people too. It was good. It was good. It was. Um, did you learn anything? Like, is there something like something profound that you sort of took away, you know, during that week? Is there something that that went on for you that was like, okay, wow, no, I, I have this time. There was something for me only because, like I said, 
I couldn't go about my regular day, mm. my routine, my schedule, the things that, you know, you sort of get caught up in and then you sort of start to questioning why you're doing it. And But when you're in it, that doesn't happen because it's just something that you've patterned out for your life and it's something that you do. So, you know, I'm, I'm sort of answering the question. I, I, I know no, I, 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 I asked you, but I'm sort of answering it for myself because I think for me, um, it really was a moment of, okay, why am I doing the things that I'm doing when I got back to quote unquote normal? Um, And so I think I've had a little bit of a shift. And if it really doesn't serve a purpose, um, I'm not going to do it anymore. And I know that that may sort of tick some people off or or, uh, it's like, oh, what's changed about her? Because I'm pretty much a yes person all the time. You really are. I I, I hardly ever say no to anything. Very, very rarely. Um, But when I went through that experience of the week, I'm like, wow, you know, there's all this time that I can't do my regular work. I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, what can I do? And... I noticed that the stuff that I was doing was so much more on purpose. So for me, my takeaway from that week is there must be a good reason of why I'm doing it. Not just something superficial. It has to, okay, what is the outcome? And and sort of follow that trail of why am I doing what I'm doing? No, I think that's huge. I think that it's not about being a no person. It's about going, okay, I want to say yes to the biggest thing. And when you commit yourself to something even more meaningful, when your yes is a big yes, some of the little things, well, you just don't have time for. And they kind of go away. It's very seldom that you actually have to say no to the thing. It's a matter of getting about the business of the the big yes, so to speak. You know, it makes me think of uh, your your stepdad, Ralph. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ralph was a, is a big giant guy. And... He uh, is very interested in, let's say, mainstream Christianity, and he's a Bible guy and all of that. And I had never met him before, just a couple of days before we got married. And I was very young, and I was very intimidated, and I had heard stories about what a scary guy this was and all of that. And he was very, very nice to me. Let me just say that at the top. But as often happens, and some of you know this story, so I'm telling the quick version— he had come for our wedding, and as often happens when family gets together, sometimes the conversation around the table degenerates into gossip and who did what to who and would you believe that person and this and that, that kind of stuff. And he hadn't said much, and he sort of slammed his very meaty fist down on the table. Boom! And he said, as if E.F. Hutton just spoke, everybody was quiet, he said, if it doesn't lead to salvation, there's no point in talking about it. Now... I wouldn't use exactly those words, but I think the man had a point. You know, what's the big yes? What can you do to talk about the thing that helps you grow, you know, for example? And so I love that what I'm hearing from you is that you're getting in touch with, okay, what's the big thing? What's the important thing? What can I what can I align myself with, you know? For me, there was some little stuff like I definitely want to put solar panels on the house. Yeah, I, you I, know. I fell in love with my house all over again, that's yeah, for sure. I really absolutely. did. Thank you, God, for this house. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, little things like I, I think I have too much stuff. I now have this goal of I'm going to, for my birthday, I'm going to buy myself a footlocker. And I'm I'm going to pare down all of my possessions. Not the things we own in common, like dishes and the TV. That's the families, right? But just my stuff. 
I'm going to pare down my possessions where everything fits in the Foot Locker. That just a little milestone for me. It's like it's no different than I'm going to lose X number of pounds. Well, your body doesn't care about that number, but you do. Same kind of thing. I've picked that as a constraint. So when my birthday comes in November, that's that's going to be what I do. So it's that kind of stuff. But, but to be honest, I think the big lesson for me was to really listen to my own stuff. One of the things that I tell people all the time is you are not your achievements. This is a big deal. Our culture is really driven in that direction where you are only what you can show on your crossed off to-do list or your job title, you know, that kind of stuff. And we tell each other, we tell people, you're not your achievements. There's something bigger inside of you that, that those things can really get in the way of. And I say that and I say that and I say that, but I'll tell you, going a few days without being able to get on the computer and get work done, for example, started to make me a little twitchy let's say. Mm -hmm. And it was so cool to really feel that, to get ticked off about it, to get nervous, to feel insecure and less than, because I felt all of those things. But then, thank you, Storm, to be able to push through that to the other side and go, wow, I'm here with the, the three most awesome human beings in the universe, and I get to have a front row seat for this. What in the world? You know? And so it was really beautiful to really get that lesson of, I'm not my achievements either. So hearing that was huge for me. Right. And it was a full week. We have very, <laughs> very many stories about things that went on every single day. Every single day was there was something epic that happened and hilarious and ridiculous. And it was just, it was a bizarre, wonderful, awful, hot, amazing yeah, week. and we have and plans to write the story at some point. We really need to. We do, before we forget all of the little details and stuff that went on. For sure. Anyway, so is there anything else that's going on for you this week? I mean, I know that we just got our garage door fixed. Because Yay. It, yeah. That was it, the only real casualty The real of casualty the was a garage door and, and stuff like that. But is there anything else that's going on that you're, that you're sort of interested in? Or now that we've kind of taken care of business and kind of getting back on track, is there... Is there something that that is amusing you or? Well, there's a, there's a lot of little things. There's some movies coming out. Some that I will not see, like the It movie. Not interested. Not not the least bit interested I'm, in that. I'm interested, but are Miles you gonna drag did... me to that, or are you gonna go with Miles? No, well, see, Miles already saw it. Oh, that's right. He went. He, he went with a friend, yeah, and, and he he saw that. So Miles is usually my horror movie buddy. Um, you and Raina do not. We're not interested. Uh, yeah. You do not uh, like like those kinds of movies. But um, I think I'll probably wait until it, it comes out on um, DVD a or something mix, like that yeah. or something like that. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm interested, but not not that interested to where I'm going to go sit in a movie by myself. You gotcha. know, that kind well, of stuff. Well, go with but you. Go with you. You Just will not. You say that. You only say that because we're, we're recording. No, I'll go. Now, as soon as I will require stops, a toy or a prize. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. A, kid, a bribe. Kind of a lollipop. Exactly. But um, didn't your... Um, yeah, a friend of mine, uh, he he denies it, but I'm pretty sure he did it. A friend of mine lives on the other coast, and uh, our mutual friend has expressed a fear of clowns. Now, if you know about the It movie, you know that one of the main uh, antagonists is a... Is no, a, the main. Yeah, killer clown. Yeah. Vicious, whatever. Um, but anyway, our mutual friend has a fear of clowns. And he had to go to the movie because he's got a little boy that's interested in that kind of stuff. So he took a big crew. And well, he's not a little boy anymore. He's a teenager. Oh, man. I'm not ready for this. But anyway, um, life happens. But anyway, our mutual friend went to see this movie that 
took him way out of his comfort zone. And so our friend went around and tied uh, helium balloons to some sewer right, gratings, yeah. including one right in front of the guy's house. And it was just, he really uh, took it up a notch. And so if you're listening, I, and I believe you are, you know who you are. We won't get into it, but that was very well done. I was going to say that was pretty nicely done. That was, that nicely was done, uh, well, well done. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, it doesn't really scare me. I just don't, I'm not interested in the, in the, the stress of it. I'm not interested in the aggravation. I like movies where everybody falls in love and there's happy music and stuff like that. I guess I'm a simple guy. So for the dig in part of this uh, hoedown, I really wanted to talk about something that I see all of the time. And trust me, go with me here for a minute. Maybe you've seen this too. You're going to turn left at a light, and so there's a line of people in the car at the very front of that line turning left has edged its way into the intersection waiting for their chance, and maybe they go, and then the next guy, and the next guy. And then pretty soon there's one car in the intersection when the light turns yellow. Mm-hmm. And I have been that car. Sure. You know, it's just one of those things. Now, technically, you're kind of not supposed to do that. You're not really sp- – whatever. But – the interesting thing is not that guy. The interesting thing is two cars behind that guy, the person who didn't need to go, the light has already turned red, but they went. This phenomenon happens in that situation, or it really happens. You know when it happens? It happens when the person at the front of the line wasn't paying attention. The light turns green, they don't know, and everybody honks. Then the person at the back of that line, even though the light is red, they go. Either way, and you've seen all kinds of permutations of this, the feeling seems to be, well, somebody owed me a green light. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't get one, somebody owed it to me, so I'm going to go ahead and take that light. Now, that is not only wrong, you know, it's flawed thinking because nobody owes you a green light, but also it's dangerous. Sure. And obviously, this is not a traffic podcast, but it speaks to a certain way of thinking that I did want to want to go to. I think that there are times when people think about what is owed to them. And there's a feeling of what's coming to me. And that idea of, well, what's in it for me, what's coming to me, that kind of thinking can get into their spiritual world as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think we see it a lot in uh, the, the law of attraction, for example, sort of world. Well, the thing is, is that that would make sense because it's the habits that you're forming, right? It's the it's the conduct of how you are choosing to move through your life, right? The set of rules, your set of you know morals, your ethics, whatever you want to call them. Obviously, yeah. If you if you're going to do that, you're going to do it in every aspect of your life. Yeah, absolutely. And what's funny is, you know, getting back to the driving thing, that is a place where people are most often themselves because you think you're alone. You're in your little bubble. You're singing along to the Jay Giles band or whatever, and uh, maybe uh, maybe scratching and picking things you shouldn't scratch and pick, but you think you're alone and you're not. You've seen it. Everybody's seen it. Everybody's done it. I am a virtuoso at playing the dashboard when no one else is around, or so I think. But how many times have I looked over and the people next to me were really just enjoying my uh, my performance? But I can't help it, man. Grateful Dead comes on. You gotta you gotta engage. But um, 
So the way you drive actually speaks a lot to what's really going on in your heart and soul. Are you the kind of person that somebody owes you a green light, for example? Mm. But Sometimes. Sometimes I am because I'm just like, oh, dang it. Just but, move. Yeah, and I get that. And we felt like, oh, dang it, just move. Not just in the car, but with life. There's this thing I want. There's this dream I want. There's this XYZ that I really want slash need to have happen. And by golly, even if it's not happening right now, I'm going to pull it out of the universe. Sure. And it is, I want to be very clear about this, it is exactly as dangerous as making a left turn against a red light. Maybe it doesn't do anything, but you don't know, man. That's that. It is illegal. You can get arrested. Do what you want with that metaphor, but you can also cause some real trouble. The thing is, this is where I wanted to go with this. If your spiritual mindset has to do with what's coming to you, I want you to really think about where your good is. If it's coming to you, aren't you really saying that it isn't here? That is such a tricky thing Mm. because it's like it's not here and you can't see it, you can't touch it, you can't smell it, you can't taste it. You know, it's not here. So there's this very easy thing that you can get on where we're like, well, it's on the way to me. It's on the way to me. It's on the way to me. And you get in that, you know, you get in that cycle instead of going, okay, my good is right here right now. And that's hard. That is, I yes. think that that is, it is, it is the, one of the easiest concepts to understand intellectually, I think, but one of the hardest lessons to actually live every day yeah every sunday school kid knows god is everywhere they every sunday school kid hears that in one way or another but two seconds later most people well i won't say most a lot of people perhaps go you know when my good shows up when my spiritual ship comes in when i achieve the finish line when whatever it is and there's this idea of distance and that's the the wonderful thing about manifestation, about miracles, is they don't happen because you say so. I think speaking the word gets a little too much press because it's not just the words you say, it's the words you feel that make something happen, that are in touch with something. Because the words don't make the powerful thing happen. The feeling is God trying to push through into your life. So it is not, I say the word and stuff happens. It's, I feel it. And because I feel it, I take it into word and action. And I'm making a connection with something that was already true. That is the proper breakdown. You can know all the affirmations in the world. You can know all of the books. You can say all the things. But if you don't have the internal connection that manifests through you as thought, word, action, it doesn't matter what you say there are people that do this exactly backwards and they do it with this feeling of i'm going to bring down from the ethers this soulmate job new car million dollars winning lottery ticket trim figure whatever it is but the thing is it doesn't work that way if the the stakes the name of the game the thing that starts it is i have to have a connection with the one the kingdom of heaven in your midst, as Jesus said. If I've got to start there, then me beginning with the idea that my good is coming to me is exactly the opposite sentiment from what I need in order to participate, not make, 
not even manifest, I'm not even crazy about that word, for me to participate in the process of creation. So what would be a good way, and I'm, I'm listening to you talk and I'm, I'm, I'm sort of thinking about it and kind of feeling it. And I know this, you know, I've, I know this law, I know that, the, that how it works and everything else. But is there a practical thing, something that we can do or uh, anything, like something that we can do to help remember that that's where it comes from? I know that I do. And, and one of the things that I do is, and I started this practice a really, really long time ago, was when I am stressed about money or stressed about something that's going on or something something isn't working out in, in situations or sometimes with people or things like that. It's like, okay, but everybody's okay today. Mm-hmm. The bills got paid today. Right, it's the enough thing. Everybody is fed today. And... For me, that's the practice that um, that is that is good. I mean, we just spent a thousand dollars repairing our garage, mm-hmm. and you know that's kind of you know it's like that's a thousand dollars. Yeah, there's I could have bought some sweet toys. Yeah, with that. there's yeah. there's a lot that you can do with a thousand dollars, you know. And but here's the thing: we had it. The garage needed to be fixed. We don't owe anybody any money. We didn't go into debt. It was like that oh, lovely young man who you know? worked on our garage door was had a job to do, and that's Absolutely. good for him. Oh yeah, we participated you know, so in the I, flow. So I, that's the thing. Exactly. So you know, do you do you draw in a little bit of breath when you're writing that check or slapping down your visa? It's like yeah, yeah you know, right. a, a little bit you do, and I think I think I would like to do that less. And that, that's something that the, I can... The breath? The breath. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the or breath. Or the writing the check. No, no, no. No, I... <laughs> man, I would write so many checks I, and, and, conti- and continue to do so. And sure. so when I, when I do that, I think I remember, okay, I'm in the flow. It's here. It didn't take away from anybody eating, sleeping, anybody's well-being. Mm-hmm. We're in the flow. It's moving. It's going. And nothing is stagnant. We now have the most glorious quiet garage door oh, on man. the block it I is just, amazing that's how i know i'm getting older is i've gone down and hit the button and i'm like <laughs> just, listen listen you can barely hear yeah, it it's, it's a amazing. ninja garage door but no, but yeah but that's I'm but that's you. what i'm saying is it's like is and and this is i i've gone off on another tangent of, of a I'll question of I'll a question it. to you but i think that for me putting that into practice is something that i can do to to remember that your good is right here and right now, but is there anything that you do or anything else that maybe some of the listeners, if that, if, if what I do doesn't work for them, is there something that we can do maybe that says, okay, I, I, I need to remember these ideas and is there something that I can do? Because we talk a lot about thinking and doing and, and all of this, but, but sometimes I don't know that we give enough of a tool. Okay. So th- people tell there's... me I'm kind of a tool. So it, I always feel like I'm giving them enough. But no, um, there's a couple things. First of all, I want to double down on what you said. And remember, our favorite word for prosperity is affluence. We talk about this yeah, from time to time. Flow. And affluence comes from the same root as the word fluid. So anytime you're feeling stuck, ask yourself, how can I participate in the flow? That is prosperity. As we always say, don't pray for a bakery, pray for your daily bread, right? It's about enough. It's about right now. It's about 
the flow. Participate in the flow. If you go to Edwin Gaines, that prosperity teacher, and you say, I'm not prospering, the first thing she's going to say to you is, are you tithing? In other words, are you putting something out to the flow? Are you priming the pump? Are you doing that? So first of all, absolutely to what you said, participate in the flow. It is the only way to affluence. Now, as far as the tool that I think about a lot, I got to say, I go back to the big man and I say, consider the lilies of the field. Now, you know that part of scripture, but think about what's really being said there. Go back, find that in the Bible. Consider the lilies of the field. One of the things that's going on there is flowers are not their achievements. Just like we were saying at the top of the show, it doesn't work that way. Flowers don't earn their beauty. They are beautiful. And you know what else? Flowers don't go, boy, there's some sunlight coming to me. Somebody owes me some nutrients, some some whatever it is with the nitrogen from the soil. You can tell I'm not a gardener. But the thing is, it doesn't work that way. Flowers just are. It doesn't matter what's next. It doesn't matter to a flower. Nobody owes a flower anything. It just is. And because it just is, it fully participates in the beauty and the life and the sustenance that the universe gives it. If a flower had the power to think about, well, what's coming next, it would be less beautiful. If that doesn't do it for you, go look at the sunset. Nobody owes the sunset anything. It just is. So yeah, there's a lot of rules and you can read some great books. Go read Prosperity by Charles Fillmore. It's gorgeous. Go read Edwin Gaines' books on prosperity. Go read Catherine Ponder. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Spiritual Economics by Eric Butterworth. Awesome. But you know what? All of those are great, but those are all stuff that's going to speak to your head. Those mm -hmm. are in, Reading a book is an intellectual process. But you already know this intellectually. So just go the other way. What does your heart tell you about why a flower is pretty? You know, it, is, it has everything to do with absolutely just being. Stop for a moment reading the Law of Attraction books. Just for a moment. They'll be there. Put them down for a minute. Don't attract anything to yourself. Just be something. Just be something. Mm. And there's so much pressure to be everything. There's so much pressure to be more than. But you know what? More than really comes from inside of you. So find a way to get quiet. Find a way to absolutely celebrate the beautiful flower, as corny as that sounds, that you are. Just shine that light. Just show that beauty. And all of the other stuff, the good that is quote-unquote coming to you, starts to fade into the background. Stop thinking about who owes you stuff. By the way, that's the secret prosperity teaching in the forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Stop thinking in those terms because that is lack thinking. It is absence thinking. For you're having the idea of debts and debtors is intertwined with the idea that there is an absence of good somewhere floating around in the universe, that there's some kind of cosmic speed bump. And it the only place that that exists is in your consciousness. So if you stop thinking in those terms and start thinking in terms of, here we are in this moment. I am a pretty flower. <laughs> I am a sunset. Because you know what? You're made out of all the same things. Show somebody your beauty, your love, and stop thinking about who owes you what. You know what? If you just sit at that red light for three minutes, you will avoid a potential accident. You might get to hear your favorite song on the radio. Everybody wins. There's nowhere you got to be except right where you are.
So for the listen up section, we have a question that comes from Sam R. Thank you, Sam. And the question is, is why do people say God spared these people, but not others? Uh, talking about the hurricanes, I'm sure. But I'm I think, sure. But it, it's that 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 line of thinking permeates a lot of things. I mean, there are when you know somebody in NASCAR wins, they're like, "Well, God, God did it for me." It's like, "Well, so God didn't like that other car." Yeah, you know, there is, there is a, a sort of animosity there in there. There's yeah, a little bit well, of yucky. God was on our side. Ooh, yuck! That what what does that mean? You know, is God smiting people because they live in a different neighborhood? Yeah, you know, that, that's, that doesn't feel right. That no, but we hear people say that, and it's like, first of all, I want I want everybody to feel blessed. I want everybody to feel like God loves them. You are a well-loved child of God, and so much of life depends on you feeling that love and sharing it with somebody else. So I'm not saying you shouldn't feel blessed. I want you to feel blessed all the time. I want you to feel like you just won the Indy 500 or whatever. But it doesn't have to come from somebody else's blessings. There's not a finite amount where there's, you know, some get it over here and some get it over there. That's not how it works. Right. So why do we say it, I think is what Sam asked. I think it comes from a way of thinking of the idea that God is like Zeus yeah, God, you know, uh, it's a person. God is a guy in the sky, and you remember your high school mythology class where those gods were petty and selfish, and you had to appease them, and boy, oh boy, if you hurt their feelings, forget it. You know, well, that kind of stuff. to me, it's amazing what century-old's idea can still permeate, you know, modern culture. Mm-hmm. That's amazing to me. Well, and, and I think that this is huge. This is a huge topic. And Sam, I you opened a can of worms, but I love that. Because part of it is we call ourselves new thought, you know, as our branch of, of spirituality, our religious umbrella. But that's a, a bad title. Because the thing is, this isn't new. The old way of thinking is that God is everywhere. But... It is tricky sometimes to think about God that way. Because if we say God is life itself, love itself, peace itself, power itself, beauty itself, wherever something is happening, that's God happening. And your job is to uncover God in all of its, his, her, its distressing disguises, as Mother Teresa said, to look past appearances and find that. And people go, well, what about all the bad stuff? And we say, if you can't see divine power happening in the bad stuff, how are you going to fix it? Your job is to uncover the, the beauty, the power, and maybe an imperfect human understanding of how to arrive at, let's say, love or good. So fix the understanding. But if I walk around labeling people and events as evil, I have eliminated my ability to make it better because I have now made it another power, even though we very clearly say there's only one power, one presence in the world. So there's that idea. But if I say that there's this big concept of God, one presence, one power, if I say that, then what you got to know is what I'm also saying is it's on you. To be a part of that flow. It's on you to make it better. It's on you to be God with skin on. To, to, to take that into action. And sometimes I don't want to do that. 
Mm-hmm. Gosh, isn't it better to just blame? How come you didn't win? Is it because you didn't practice? No, it's because God liked the other team's shirts better. Or whatever. And that's just a small example. I think you Well, can... God may have a favorite color. Well, sure. Chartreuse. But no, I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> this is the first color I can think of. awful. But I'm not even exactly sure. Because I'm a dude, I have no idea what color that actually is. Do you know what kind of sort of color family it's in? No, I have no idea. Aw, that's on now. sad. What are you looking at? But anyway... The idea, it's, it's a preposterous concept, but it is comforting in a way because you know what? I feel, let's say, petty and I feel afraid and I feel selfish and I've got this ego that needs to be stroked and I feel small and less than. So isn't it comforting for me to make God in my image? Because then I, I don't have to, you know, I let myself off the hook a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's easier to go, oh, well, God was an absentee landlord that day. He wasn't around. But... You know, there's that great part where Elijah is talking to the prophets of Baal. And there's this great Bible thing. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. Go look it up. I, I love that story. I, it's one of my favorite. It's kind of Quentin Tarantino scripture. It it's pretty hardcore. Yes, but I love the story. But go look it up. But anyway, there's this part where Elijah, of course, believes in this big God concept we've been talking about. One presence, one power. The whole thing. I wrote a paper on it, I think. Yeah, I remember that. I think I, I that did awesome. a, Yeah. And, um... Some class. And they were certified instructor yeah, program, probably. Yeah. But anyway, um, so Elijah believes in this concept, this big God concept. And there's this contest. Well, I'm not going to talk about the contest. You can look it up. But on the other side of the, the other team is uh, the prophets of Baal. And Baal is one of those gods, like a local god, like a Zeus kind of god, a personality, ego, a dude. You know, some dude in the sky. Not even in the sky, really. Kind of a concept. Small. Ego-centered sense consciousness god and the idea is that elijah's got to prove that his god is the real god and they've got to do the same thing and for elijah this is a matter of speaking the word and doing something about it but for the prophets of baal they got to dance around they got all this fancy rituals they got to do there's like they cut themselves and they oh there's sacrifices going on and towers being built and and rocks being stacked yeah and it's just like yeah such a big deal oil and lanterns there's like a whole you know it was a party it's like coachella going on over there but it's this (laughs) it's all of the outer stuff and that's kind of the point of the story People think you can make God show up by doing this outer stuff when the the crazy thing is God's already there. But so anyway, Elijah goes, well, maybe uh, you got to pray louder. Maybe God's sleeping. Maybe God's not around right now. In other words, you have this tiny concept of a God who can go away. My God just is. Mm -hmm. There's no concept of going away. That's like gravity not being around. You know, it's a property of mass. It happens. You can't help it. We are 100% inextricably intertwined with the divine. It doesn't go around, go away. And it's a silly little concept that your good can come to you when God is already here. Your job is to be a midwife for this amazing presence. That's your job, to be a steward of the flow, as we always say. So stop thinking in terms of, of God liking some people better than you. Because you're not better than anybody else. Yeah. P.S. Yeah, because our Father, who yeah. art in heaven, that, that idea. But just so, stop it. Yeah, it's just, gross. But just so, stop it. This was a long tangent. The question was, why do people say it? And my answer is simply that it is just a, 
it's an old way of thinking about it. It's yeah, a they cheap don't know shot. any better. Yeah, it's and, and it's one of those things that has gotten into our culture. It is not the way it used to be. Once again, Jesus was very clear about it. Elijah and so many others were very clear that no, there's just God. There's a commandment about it. This is not a new thought. It's the oldest thought. But that thought that there's just God and that you've got to do something about it requires some work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people don't feel like doing the work. That's all. And so over time, it becomes more popular. But you know what? You can think of a lot of things that are popular for no reason. The Kardashians have a show. Right. You know? It, there's... That I don't get. Well... I really don't. I, and I, I, <laughs> God bless them. They're making it work. I don't know how they're making it work, but they are. But, yeah. but there are some things in this world I do not get. But the thing is, that doesn't mean God likes them better. What right. it means is, is it's easy to make certain things popular because they don't require work. Are you going to work on your own life? Are you going to do things that make you feel beautiful? Or are you going to watch people on TV who culture has told you are beautiful? For example, yeah, I'm not one to just pick on them all day long, but you know what I mean. There's lots of stuff like that. So once again, why do we do it? It's just because some people don't know better, but you do. So stop saying that, well, God liked me better than you. You can say, I feel blessed. And all you're saying by that is, I'm aware of this beauty and love and truth that is permeating every moment of existence, this wonderful sun that we're all under, so to speak. I just, I get it. I know it. And I'm grateful that I know it. But this is never about God floating around like an oil slick, blessing some people and cursing others. That's a small God. And here's the thing. If you have a small God, you're going to have small miracles. And we got no more time for that. We got stuff to fix, guys. Okay, so this is the uh, Check It Out part of our show, and this is where we talk about what we're up to and what's going on. And if you're listening to this podcast, and if you're not, you don't know, I'm talking about it, so you're you're pretty amazing. How did you do this? But if you're listening to this podcast, the day it comes out uh, is the weekend we're having our second church service at USF St. Pete. Go check it out on our website, waterandstonechurch.com. We are so excited. If you're listening to this, you probably still have a chance to come meet us at 11 o'clock. But one way or another, it is the fourth Sunday of every month at 11 o'clock. It looks like we're going to be at USF St. Petersburg campus. Yeah, for the Harbor next, Hall. The Harbor Hall for the next little bit. And we just love that space. Guys, I can't wait to show it to you. Um, we've looked at We've been there a couple of times. We were there with our tech team a week or so ago. Just, it's just great. It's where the Salvador Dali Museum used to be before they moved into their uh, their new building. Check it out. It's really cool. But so go ahead and pencil in the fourth Sunday of every month. Uh, this was our. This is going to be our second one. We're doing six monthly services and then we're going to go to weekly and it's going to be awesome. But be a part of this. Once again, everything we're doing is at waterandstonechurch.com. Come find us on Facebook. And uh, before we get into the other events, I want to remind you, you can text I am ready, all one word, I-A-M-R-E-A-D-Y, to 84576, and you will be in the loop for all of our news and updates and all the stuff that we're doing. It's a good thing to do, and it's the easiest way to get information, and it's super easy. And we don't text. We text maybe once a week, so it's no big deal. No big deal at all. So um, October 1st and October 8th, those Sundays, Dieter will be speaking in Sebring. Um, 
Reverend Andy is on a much-needed vacation. Yeah. And so he has asked us to come over and help at his spiritual center and just do the services for a couple of Sundays. And so, again, that is October 1st and October 8th. It's Sebring. Their services are at 1030. So if you're anywhere in the area, you want to come see us, come on by. It'll be a good time. Yeah, I, I'd love to see it. And I got to tell you, Unity of Sebring is so cool. I talk about them all the time. And Reverend Andy is the real thing. He really is. He's just such a great guy. I just adore that man. And uh, also on uh, October 29th, uh, you and I will be doing the last. We keep saying that. We but keep it saying keep... it. Every podcast, I was like, it's the last. And then somebody else wants us to come speak about it. So. The last branching in uh, book signing and workshop. Once again, it's Unity Naples on October 29th. And I'm so glad, by the way, that both Unity of Sebring and Unity of Naples, they were both in the direct path. Actually, the hurricane kind of went from Naples to Sebring. I mean, mm-hmm. just almost exactly over it. And in both cases, the churches were out of power. For, oh, I'm sorry, out of electricity for a little while. But they were both did really well. I'm so proud of their respective communities for helping with the cleanup. And we've been following their stories very closely because we just adore what they're doing. But once again, October 29th at uh, Unity of Naples. And uh, I'm not sure of the time, but check out the Unity Naples website. And you or can, come to our website. Yeah, It'll be there it and it'll be all right. But we're going to do a book signing and our branching in talk. And uh, just uh, Naples is a cool town. I haven't been there in a good long time. So it, it'll be fun to, to go check that out. I know they have a Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. So, well, that'll, um, that'll be all right. Yeah. I didn't do that. Um, also, I just want to mention our Teen Fall Summit. That's yeah. our that's our weekly, uh, not our weekly, our weekend fall sort of getaway with our teenagers with our with our group and that happens the first weekend of november that's november 3rd through the 5th but the registration is going on right Right now now. so go to waterandstonechurch.com go to events you'll be able to see it you'll be able to click through and register um so go ahead and do that so if you have a teen any 14 to 18 even 19 go ahead and sign them up it's a really really great weekend these events are life-changing they changed our lives back when we were teens and they just keep getting better and the ambassadors that we have now the teens that plan these events are just so great we've got some extra help from some people jenny and i used to be the main adults doing that but we've sort of passed some of that on to some other folks and wes and mia are just amazing and they're helping out with that we've got some amazing sponsors mitch and alex and amy and we're just we've got some amazing things going on it's just such a great wonderful team effort and i just love it and i want you to love it too I also want to remind you of the things that we have going on on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, every Wednesday morning at 7.20, we do a walk. Come get some coffee. Come walk with us. Come watch the sunrise. It's a beautiful experience. I love it. It's fall now, and we're getting – the sun is set, the sun is rising a little bit later. We're actually catching the sunrise again. It's absolutely oh, gorgeous, man. and it is well worth your time to just come out for a minute. I like it so much better than – anything going on on Wednesday evenings. It's kind of that morning prayer. It's in the middle of the week. It just sets everything right for me. And I wouldn't miss it, you know, I mean, for anything at this point. And it's super informal. It's just a bunch of us walking and getting a cup of coffee and just being there in our beautiful city, St. Petersburg, Florida, the finest city on the face of the earth. Oh, you haven't said that in a while. Yeah. Um, It is though, man, I'll tell you. Also, I'm so proud of how this town got through the hurricane together. Sorry for the aside, but man, oh man, I wouldn't live anywhere else. 
Um, also, on Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m., we do a Facebook Live uh, Bible study group. Come and watch Dieter talk about all that kind of stuff. And if you can't be with us live on Wednesdays, all of it is over on our YouTube and it's archived on our Facebook page. And go ahead and subscribe to that YouTube because it is worth it. Yeah. And subscribe it helps to us the, out too. Subscribe to the YouTube page. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And the way to find all of that stuff, man, we got so much going on. It's so funny because, you know, we're a church without a building and we have services only once a month right now. But we're doing so many things and there's so many ways for you to get involved in our social action projects and our, our Bible study and our fellowship and just everything. We're doing so much and the way to get in touch with all of the things that are going on and to help have a voice in what we'll do next, and that's important, is to go to our website, waterandstonechurch.com. And if you scroll down to the bottom of any page, there's links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everything else. Go check it out. Also wanted to remind everybody of our sunset celebrations, and that happens on Sunday evenings, a half hour before the sun goes down. It was another glorious sunset Man, this last it? Sunday. It was absolutely well, beautiful. This one was especially powerful because we'd all gotten through the storm and it's like, okay, here we are. I felt like Noah looking at the rainbow. You know it what was, I mean? It was wonderful yeah. it, and, and very much needed for for a little bit of peace and a little bit of connectedness. You know, it was just for, sort of the deep breath, right? It was right? grounding. It was yeah. really grounding. But I, so, I find that every single week, that sunset is that is a is a smaller version of that breath of wow we did it again guys we got through another week and look you know people have got problems stuff they're working on growing places but there's that sun i love building reminders into my regular schedule yes because right it there. causes me to take a breath and take a minute so even if you can't be with us guys take a minute go outside watch the sun go down or do something that that just takes you out of you know, your routine for a minute just to remind you of your place in this wonderful universe because it is it is worth it and it just keeps you it just keeps you in that beautiful space, I think. Yeah, and you know what? I'm gonna challenge you wherever you are, if you can't be with us on St. Petersburg Beach and the there's a map and links and all that on our website. If you can't be with us at sunset on Sundays, wherever you are on Sunday evening, I'm going to challenge you to go out and just look at the sunset, just, even if it's just for a minute, and take that breath and remember that the sun always shines. God always loves you. The universe goes on. And in fact, when you really think about it, the sun doesn't set. We do. But that means we can always turn right back around and see that light once again. Wherever you are, go find the sunset on Sundays and know that you're not alone. All right, Dieter, it's time to wrap it up. It's easy, feels easy, to feel separate from your good, to feel like the answers, the prosperity, the love, the miracle is somewhere else. But the only reason it's far away is because people feel like it's far away. And I, I, that seems paradoxical, but the beautiful thing is you can always change your mind. There is something going on in your life, in your heart, in your world right now that will remind you of how things are. Whether it's looking at the sun and just remembering that it never changes, that it always shines. Whether it's just being thankful for the air in your lungs and the blood in your veins. Whether it's a matter of looking at the lilies of the field, so to speak. Take a moment. Take a moment and remember that the universe is not a matter of what is owed and what's coming. Life is about what's here right now. 
The kingdom of heaven is in your midst. Right now, everything you need to be a child of God is here. Right now, everything you need to show somebody a little bit about how love works is right here. Take the opportunity. Every moment, every conversation is God calling. Pick up the phone. This podcast is recorded at Pinfeather Studios as we're sitting on the ever comfortable orange couch. Yes, absolutely. And the the grand poobah of Pinfeather Studios and one half of the music you hear and our amazing sound engineer, boy, she wears a lot of hats, is the handsome and strong Raina Randolph. The other half of the music is the amazing and lovely and talented and beautiful Miles Randolph. We are so grateful for those two amazing souls. By the way, they are the they are two thirds of the band that you hear. There's a lot of math today. They are two thirds of the band that you hear on every one of our Sunday monthly meetings. You've got to come out and hear these guys. They're awesome. This podcast is solely supported by you. And you know exactly what that means. I know you know what that means. It means quite a few things, but so let's run them down really quick. First of all, it's supported by you spreading the word. Go and tell somebody. Share this podcast with somebody. When you read our blog post, there's links to post it on Twitter, to send somebody an email, to print it out and staple it to something. Do whatever you got to do. Save a tree. Don't print it out. But you know what I mean. Find some way today to share what we're doing. Tell somebody about this stuff. Another way that you can help, and this means a lot and it's easy to do, go to wherever you're listening to this podcast, iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher or whatever it is. Go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and write us a five-star review. That's how the powers that be know to share this podcast, promote it, and all of that kind of stuff. It's going to take you eight seconds, but it can change everything for what we're trying to do. And finally, show up. Be part of one of our sunset celebrations, our morning walks, and most significantly for what we're trying to do, make time to be with us on one of our Sunday morning celebrations. The fourth Sunday of every month, 11 o'clock, come find us. Be there with us. I promise, man, it's going to change your life. Be a part of this family physically as well as ideologically, and things will change for you. Things will change. Have a great week, and we can't wait to see you. 